If you are looking for growth, if you are looking for transformation, if you are looking to step into your main character era, look no further than The Green Room. DM me on socials to find out more about my all-new community available at just 99 cents a month for my first 100 subscribers. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Girlfriend's Guide to Starting Over podcast, and I'm your host, Kayla. If you are just tuning in for the first time, I want to say hello and welcome to my platform. I absolutely hope you love it. And as always, if you are a returning listener, hey sis, what's up? Glad you made it back. So this episode is totally a shout out to the empaths of the world, highly sensitive people, the people pleasers, literally all of us, (laughs) those people who truly understand that quote, It is truly a blessing and a curse to feel everything so deeply. Today, I'm talking to you guys about friendships and kind of the way that we navigate things and just giving you some pointers. Um, As highly sensitive people, we often don't want to have uncomfortable discussions and we don't want to be in uncomfortable situations where there's a lot of conflict because we're so concerned about hurting the other person's feelings. Even if something isn't mutually beneficial anymore, even if something is hurting us, we don't really want to have that conversation. And so we find ourselves suffering through. But recently I was sent a quote by a friend and the quote said, conflict delayed is conflict amplified. And I was like, oof, that right there is worth podcasting about. (laughs) Because what happens is, We are like soda can kids. So we take so much, take so much, take so much. They shake us up, shake us up, shake us up. And then we explode and everybody thinks we're, you know, the C word. Or we implode and we blame ourselves for the situation. And so recently I had to take a step back away from a friend who is super, super close to me. And it was, it still is absolutely heartbreaking to have to take that step back. Um, But taking that step back is one of the ways that I am exerting my boundaries, one of the ways that I am demonstrating self-love and self-care and being aware of what I can handle in this moment. And I am applauding myself because a previous form of me, a less evolved version of Coach K, would not have been able to do that. And so I want to by bearing my scars, as always, I want to be able to empower you to do the same. Um, I took a step back from this particular person uh, because of ongoing like pessimism and like negative energy. And it literally was bleeding all over everything. And so it made things difficult for me because the conversations were heavy. And then I took that heaviness into the day with me. Um, But a couple of years ago, I also took a step back from a friend who I was very, very close to, spent a ton of time with because I recognized that her anxiety was always through the roof. Very, um, almost like Piglet from Winnie the Pooh, right? Like all the things were, oh, no, 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 no. What if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And so I never really had the courage to step out of the bubble because my closest support was anxious about everything. And I started to recognize that when I hung up the phone with her, Or when I stopped texting her, I also was anxious. And it's like, oh, no, homie, like that is not what we're doing, right? So taking those steps back was crazy painful. It initiated a grief process because nobody wants to be alone. Everybody wants to have a friend. And so 
I think what I've learned at this point is that you can take a step back with someone from someone without terminating the whole relationship completely. With the other person, I completely terminated the relationship. With this, I'm just looking for safer ways to interact. Um, I am not telling you to abandon your friends who are sad or depressed or lonely or take a lot of energy or who are needy. I believe fully in serving and supporting others in their sadness and when they're down. But that does not mean that we are required to wallow with those people. And so you can serve and support them and love on them by extending a hand to pull them up. But if they're pulling you down in the muck, then you have to take a different action. You can sit with them in silence while they are trying to sort things out and being active about finding solutions. But when they're brainstorming solutions or they're asking you for assistance in creating solutions, if they're shooting down everything that's going to generate some movement and get them moving forward, again, it's time to recalculate, like recalibrate. Why am I continuing to do this to myself? Because eventually, as I said in a previous podcast or live, that sourness, that, that it begins to poison you as well. Lastly, what I've done this time is you can develop a plan to touch base, to keep in contact, to interact, to let them know that you're available and that you care, but also keep your distance. And that means that you take responsibility for your actions and your time and what you do with your day so that you make sure that you stay on top of your goals and you stay on top of your things so that you're not pulled down. You've come too far to backtrack in effort to save someone else. You've come too far. People, I'm going to say this, and it may sound a little rash, but oftentimes when people are drowning, they also drown the rescuer because they're, they're panicking and they're scrambling and they won't stop. You have to be very careful in your relationships and your interactions that you don't get drowned as well in the process. And I, I want that to sink in for a moment. Being a good friend does not require that you overextend yourself or that you put your own mental health or wellness at risk. Being a good friend just lets them know that you're there. It's up to the other person to have to do the work and you get to leave the light on. And as an empath, I needed to hear that. So I'm sure somebody else out there needs to hear that. We get to allow our friends and our family members to heal at their own pace. We have to be careful not to expect us or what we would do out of them. And that also means that we have to accept that we're not responsible for their emotions and we're not responsible for their feelings. We are responsible for communicating how we feel and for taking actions and navigating how we interact moving forward. Those emotions aren't yours to carry. And that's hard. That's really hard, um, especially if you are a recovering people pleaser. So my challenge for this podcast is for you to assess the five closest relationships to you. The five people that you interact with most, you become the sum of those people. And so I want you to make two columns, one for chaos, one for sunshine, and really look at those relationships. And should you find that a relationship with someone is giving you more chaos than sunshine, it's time to recalculate. It's time to consider how you can create some space, how you can implement some boundaries, or if this relationship is no longer mutually beneficial and it's something that you need to resolve. I'm not going to tell you to go fire all your friends, but I want you to look around because the five people that you spend the most time with is who you become. Do you want to be those people? This is going to come with a grief process, but just remember that anything that costs you your peace is entirely too expensive. 
I hope that this provides some insight into empaths and relationships and how you can navigate them for better health. I love you. I want the best for you. And as always, sis, we will talk in the next one.